So we're continuing to read the Brihad Bhagavatamrita by Srila Sanatan Goswami. Lord Krishna Chandra has placed his great and unwavering mercy on you. We know this because even the words of the sages in Tapaloka could not make you abandon your wish to see the Lord directly. The Lord's form is real. It is eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. This form of eternity, knowledge, and bliss can be seen only with proper senses. Still, by the power of the Lord's mercy, he can be seen even by eyes of matter. Thus, either by one's own power or his mercy, the Lord may be seen. The mind thinks, although he is seen only with eyes of knowledge, I am seeing him with these material eyes. In this way, the teacher that is the power of Lord Krishna's mercy, acts to increase the devotee's happiness. By the power of a flood of his mercy, or by the power of devotional service, the Lord may be seen. Even with limited material eyes, he may, he may be seen perfectly and always, as he is seen by the mind. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that these words refute Pipaliyana Muni, who said that with the naturally limited material eyes, one may sometimes see the Lord and sometimes not see him, and only with the subtle mind is one able to see the Lord always and without impediment. The conclusion is that by the Lord's mercy or by devotional service, one is able to see the Lord always and without impediment. If the power of the Lord's mercy or the power of devotional service is not present, then it is not possible to see the self-manifest Lord in one's heart. Only when he is worshipped does the intensely blissful Lord give bliss. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the Lord is supremely independent. He appears only by his own wish. Therefore, he is called self-manifest. By seeing the Lord with one's eyes, one obtains the Lord's great mercy. This is seen everywhere. By hearing about the Lord and serving him in other ways, one can attain the supremely blissful goal of seeing him. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this and the following two verses declare that seeing the Lord directly is better than seeing him in meditation. Kardama Muni and Dhruva Maharaj are examples of devotees who, by seeing the Lord, obtained his mercy. People Muni may say that Lord Brahma saw the Lord in a trance of meditation and obtained his mercy in that way. To this it is replied that Lord Brahma is an exception here. The other ways of serving the Lord mentioned here include glorifying the Lord and remembering him. As one of the activities of devotional service, Remembering the Lord in meditation also leads to the result of directly seeing him. Directly seeing the Lord is the best result of all kinds of spiritual practices. By seeing him, illusion perishes at its roots and spiritual love for him grows. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, Second chapter, 21st verse. Although Prahlad and other devotees always saw the Lord in their hearts, they still yearned to see him directly. The proof of this is that after directly seeing the Lord, their love for him increased. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is proven by the Hari Bhakti Sudhadaya's description of Prahlad's attaining great love for the Lord by seeing him on the ocean's shore. Someone may say that sometimes the devotees close their eyes in meditation when they directly see the Lord. To this it is answered that this is not meditation, but it is like trembling or, or other symptoms of ecstatic love. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that someone may quote the description of the four Kumaras closing their eyes when they saw Lord Narayan in Vaikuntha. 
Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 15th Chapter, 44th Verse. However, they did not close their eyes in order to meditate on the Lord, but rather because they were overcome with ecstatic love. Meditation is proper when the Lord cannot be seen, but not when he can be seen. Whether, whether the Lord is seen or not, glorifying him is always proper. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that glorifying the Lord when he is not present is described in the account of the Rasa dance in Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 33rd Chapter, 7th Verse. It is also described in Vishnu Purana in these words. Bereft of his company, the gopis sang Lord Krishna's name again and again. Bereft of his company, the gopis called out, O Krishna, O Krishna. The Lord's beautiful name, which is more dear even than his, than his beautiful deity form, is auspicious for the world, is easily worshipped, and is full of nectar. Nothing is equal to it. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, 14th Chapter, 15th Verse. Therefore, obey Lord Shiva's order and quickly go to beautiful Mathura, to which we bow down to offer our respects and which is most dear to Lord Krishna. Sri Gopu Kumar said, Drinking this nectar from my ears, I became filled with bliss. I bowed down to them and to Lord Shiva and Goddess Parvati, and then I was suddenly in the land of Braja. At this, my intelligence was bewildered. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the statement that Gopu Kumar was bewildered means that he was either surprised or full of joy. Sri Gopu Kumar said, Wandering alone as I lived in the forest, when I saw the beauty of that land, a beauty never seen before, I forgot everything as if I were under a spell. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that this statement shows that the land of Raja is more glorious than any other place in the material or spiritual worlds. Its beauty is so great it made Gopu Kumar completely forget the realm of Vaikuntha. Playfully wandering, I came to the beautiful city of Mathura. From the Brahmanas there, I heard Srimad Bhagavatam and other scriptures. After learning from them the ninefold devotional service, I came to this forest and suddenly saw my exalted guru. He was glorious as before, Seeing me bowing down before him, he, who knew everything, happily blessed me, embraced me, and gave me his mercy. I attained his mercy. He revealed great secrets. As he taught me, I practiced the yoga of devotional service. Soon I was overcome with a flood of love. I could not do anything. I could only chant the holy names. O Shri Krishna, Gopala, Hari, Mukunda, Govinda, O son of Nanda, Krishna, O son of Yasoda, life of the gopis, Lord of Radhika, please be kind. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that these ten names of the Lord are especially dear. Singing these words again and again, I called out to the Lord, sometimes dancing, and sometimes crying out as a madman. I wandered here and there, forgetting my own body and everything else. Once I saw the Lord of my life before me, running to grasp him, I fainted and fell, overcome with love. At that moment, the Lord's associates came to bring me to Vaikuntha. I entered their airplane. Regaining consciousness, I restlessly moved my eyes to and fro. Seeing everything was changed, I was filled with wonder. I was comforted when I saw at my side the dear friends I had seen before. Eclipsing the splendor of the most splendid things, 
they were now riding on an incomparable, supremely splendid, indescribable, beautiful airplane. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the dear friends here are the Lord's Vaikuntha associates he had met before. I respectfully bowed down before them. They embraced me again and again, reassured me. With a hundred reasons, they wished to give me a form like theirs. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that they wished to give him a forearm form. A human form is not appropriate in Vaikuntha. In such a form, you will not be happy there, is an example of one of the reasons they gave. I did not accept. Instead, my own form, which had been born on Govardhan Hill, attained spiritual qualities like theirs. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Gopakumar did not accept the Sarupya Mukti they offered. Instead, his own form became eternal, splendid, and filled with the same spiritual attributes as theirs. Traveling with them to Vaikuntha on a blissful, inconceivable, supernatural path, I became embarrassed when I glanced at the different planets and the coverings of the universe. With folded hands and bent heads, the rulers of the planets eagerly worshipped me with showers of flowers. As they praised me with words of glory and as they bowed before me at every step, I saw insignificant impersonal liberation before me and then, going above it, went to Shivaloka. I happily bowed down before Lord Shiva and Goddess Parvati with a network of affectionate, respectful, and kind words, he delighted me. Then I went to Vaikuntha, which is garlanded with glories beyond the reach of the mind and words. Then the Lord's associates said to me, Wait outside for a moment. We will inform the Lord, and then you may enter. Stay here, and with eyes alight with devotion for the Lord, See the waves in this ocean of wonders never seen or heard of before. Sri Gopakumar said, As they went inside and I stayed outside the gate, I saw someone come and begin to enter that city. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the city here is Vaikuntha and the person entering is a resident of Vaikuntha. He was on a transcendental airplane that was rich with the opulences of hundreds of universes, singing wonderful songs and glorifying the Lord in many other ways. He was filled with happiness. His splendid handsomeness and other features were like the Lord's. Srila Sanatana Goswami explained that the word Adibahi here means chanting, acting in dramatic performances, and glorifying the Lord in other ways. The word Kanti here means that his bodily complexion, complexion was dark and his features were like the Lord's. The word Adyahi here means that his youthfulness, ornaments, bracelets, handsomeness, and other features were like the Lord's. Thinking he was Lord Hari, again and again I said to him, O Lord, please save me. He at once covered his ears bowed down before me and stopped me with these words. He said, I am a servant. I am a servant of the servants and went inside. Then another person who was even more opulent and glorious came. Seeing him, I thought he must be the Lord of the universes who in his pastimes had gone somewhere and was now entering his own city. Seeing me respectfully bowing down and speaking prayers as, as I had before, he affectionately spoke to me as the other person had, and he then entered the city. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Gopakumar again said, O Lord, please save me. And the person addressed covered his ears and said, I am a servant of the servants. More purses, some alone, some in groups of two, and some in very large groups came each more glorious than those before, and entered the Lord's city. Seeing them as before, I dived into the ocean of awe and reverence, bowed down before them, and offered prayers to them, 
but they stopped me and spoke to me with a nectar of affectionate words, as the others had before them. Some were carrying things to offer the Lord, and some, intoxicated by the nectar of loving devotion, ran ahead. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that they were carrying parasols, chamara whisks, and other paraphernalia for worshiping the Lord. Their minds and senses were intent on their own specific services. They were decorated with pastimes of the bliss of wonderful services. All their limbs decorated the decorations they wore. They were glorious as the Lord himself. Bowing down and reciting prayers, they acted wonderfully. They enjoyed a wonder of great pastimes, as emperors do. They yearned to see the lotus feet of the Lord, the goddess of fortune's husband. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that their handsomeness and other virtues were like those of the Lord of Vaikuntha himself. Their wonderful activities included chanting and dancing. As an emperor's doorkeepers and other servants eat, drink, and enjoy in royal style, so did they. Some came with associates, some with paraphernalia, and some with both associates and paraphernalia. Some merged their associates and paraphernalia in their own selves and became like penniless, solitary sages plunged in the nectar of meditation. Some moment by moment manifested different wonderful and charming forms, each opulent with different and wonderful ornaments, features, and pastimes. Some were humans, some monkeys, some demigods, some demons, and some sages. Other carried the marks of being initiated in the orders of Varna and Ashram. Srila Sanatana Goswami explained that the forms of the Vaikuntha residents are all eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. They were not actually humans or any of these other forms. Some were like Indra, Chandra, or the other demigods. Some had three eyes, some four heads, some four arms, some eight arms, and some a thousand faces. I will tell you the reason for this great wonder. How can they who taste the nectar of devotion to Lord Krishna not be handsome? Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Hanuman, Jambavan, and others were handsome because of their devotion to the Lord. The glories of Vaikuntha's residents, who were all beyond the material world of five elements, of Vaikuntha Loka and of Vaikuntha's hero, cannot be described with examples drawn from the world of five elements. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Vaikuntha's residents are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. They cannot be described with examples drawn from the world of matter. The hero of Vaikuntha here is the Lord. O Brahmana, because you are a resident, a resident of the material world and because your thoughts and vision are placed within the material world, I have used material examples so certain things may be easily understood. I pray that Lord Hari will forgive any offenses I have committed because of this. The residents of Vaikuntha are all equal. Then again, among them, there are gradations of higher and lower. There's not contradiction in this. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that although the residents of Vaikuntha have different powers and opulences, each according to his own desire, employs all his powers and opulences in serving the Lord. For them there is no envy or, nor any other fault. They have thousands of natural, eternal, transcendental virtues. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described by Lord Brahma in Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 15th Chapter, verses 18 and 19. Although in external vision they may be seen as materialists eager for material pleasure, the liberated souls worship their feet. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 15th Chapter, verses 17 and 20.
although they never accept material forms, they do playfully manifest many wonderful forms appropriate for the Lord's pastimes. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that they do this to please the Lord. Although they are different, they all have the same nature. That place, its many airplanes, and everything there are all like that. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that in Vaikuntha, everything is eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. Because everything there is spiritual, it is, in one sense, all one. Still, variety is manifested as a natural feature of the Lord's pastimes. In this way, everything there is simultaneously one and different. Sometimes everything there seems made of gold and jewels, and sometimes they seem made of solidified moonlight. With power given by the Lord, this place can be understood to a certain extent. It cannot be understood in any other way. The material mind has no power to grasp the, grasp the truth of it. Sri Sanatana Goswami explains that because it is spiritual, it cannot be understood by the material mind. No one can understand it without having seen it. Only in this way can one properly describe it. For they who see, by Kunta, the happiness of seeing the impersonal Brahman becomes very insignificant. It stops as if it were embarrassed. Self-satisfied impersonalist whose desires are all fulfilled and who have renounced everything, when they have the association of Vaishnavas, give up everything they have learned and attained and, understanding what is really valuable and what is worthless, enter the path of devotional service. I have personally seen this very clearly. Seeing them coming and going, I thought, if his servants are like this, what is the Lord like? Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Gopu Kumar saw that the servants of the Lord of Vaikuntha were glorious with handsomeness, opulences, powers, and many other things. He wondered, how glorious must the person they be? How glorious must be the person they serve? Dragged by joy, I stood, and then I sat down as I waited by the gate. Then, by the Lord's associates, I was quickly brought inside. Then I saw a wonder of wonders. Even Lord Ananta, with his thousands of mouths, could not describe it in the time of Brahma's life. There were gate after gate, and at each gate there were gatekeepers as before. Each time the gatekeepers informed their master and then allowed me to enter. As I went to each gate, I saw there was one leader to whom the gatekeepers bowed down. I thought this must be the Lord of the universes, and I also bowed down to him and glorified him again and again. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this leader was the supervisor of the gatekeepers. Then the Lord's affectionate associates described to me the Lord's uncommon features and taught me how to glorify and worship him. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that the gatekeepers described the Lord's Srivat's mark and other features. Passing through many wonderful and colorful gates, I came to a very glorious palace, its feet served by many other palaces. This one palace was most excellent. It was flooded with glory. It was more splendid than millions of suns and moons. It charmed the eyes and the heart. Inside I saw, far away, on a regal golden throne, glistening with many jewels, happily sitting, a splendid white swan cushion, handsome as a splendid moon, and his left elbow resting on a soft cushion, the supremely opulent and eternally youthful Lord of Vaikuntha, who with his sweetly handsome limbs Glory, which eclipsed the glory of new clouds, decorated his ornaments of jewels and gold, his garments and his scented ointments, whose splendid and broad forearms were decorated with bracelets 
and armlets, who wore two yellow silk garments, the circle of whose cheeks had beautiful earrings, whose broad chest was decorated with the Kastuba jewel, whose conch shell neck held a strand of pearls, the moon of whose face held the nectar of a charming smile, the lotus of whose eyes glittered with wonderful glances, whose eyebrows danced with great mercy, to whom the goddess of fortune, appropriately staying at his left side, respectfully offered prayers, who took and chewed sublime betel nuts, whose glorious laughter was illumined by a row of white jasmine flower teeth, breaking through the glory of the red bimba fruits of his lips, the waves of whose joking words charmed his devotees' hearts, whom goddess Dorani, holding a leaf in her hand and splashing him with waves of sidelong glances, worshipped again and again, whom the Sudarsan Chakra and other handsome weapons, bearing auspicious markings on their heads, served. Srila Sanat Goswami explains that goddess Dharani held a leaf to collect betel nuts after the Lord had chewed them. The Lord's club, conch, sword, and bow were among the weapons worshipping him. whom many servants, glorious as the Lord, and their hands splendid with chamara whisks, fans, slippers, and other beautiful paraphernalia, respectfully surrounded and served, whom Sesha, Garuda, Vishvakshena, and many other important associates, their folded palms placed on reverentially bowed heads, worshipped with wonderful words. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 8th Canto, 21st Chapter, verses 16 and 17. Whom Sri Narada worshipped with graceful artistry of wonderful singing, dancing, and Veena music, who joked and laughed with his beloved Lakshmi and Dharani, and who, to fill the with bliss the devotees whose hearts were fixed on him alone, placed on them his splendid and wonderful lotus feet. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 8th Chapter, 26th Verse. Filled with bliss by seeing him and forgetting the instructions of the Lord's associates, I called out, O Gopala, O my life, Shedding tears, I ran to embrace him. Srila Sanat Goswami explains that the Lord's associates had instructed him to offer prayers. Held by some wise associates standing before the Lord, standing behind the Lord, I piteously begged with many plaintive words. And then, overcome with love, I fainted unconscious in the Lord's presence. They quickly picked me up and I regained consciousness. Tears blocked my eyes. Carefully wiping the tears with my hands, I opened my eyes. Then I heard the most merciful and affectionate Lord in a deep, soft voice say some words beginning with, Be calm. Come, child, at once. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that some of the other words the Lord spoke were, Give up this awe and reverence. Come and talk with me. Then I attained the ultimate in happiness. Again and again I danced as a man possessed. The Lord's associates carefully made me calm down. Then the Lord said, Welcome, welcome, child. It is so fortunate, so fortunate that you are here. For so long I have longed to see you. Dear friend, Somehow you passed many births without coming to see me, hoping that in this, in this, in this, in this birth you would turn to me. I danced as a fool. Brother, I could not find a pretext to bring you to my abode and still protect the ancient rules of religion. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that had Gopa Kumar chanted the holy name, even as Ajamil and others had done, the Lord could have brought him to his abode. Seeing that you had not attained my mercy, I became overcome with mercy for you. 
ignoring the ignoring the rules of karma. I gave you a birth on Govardhan Hill, my favorite place. And then, oh dear friend, I became your guru, who is named Jayanta. Srila Sanat Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 2nd Canto, 7th Chapter, 42nd Verse. Today you have suddenly fulfilled my long-cherished desire. Please stay here always and make me happy. Sri Gopakumar said, Intoxicated by drinking the sweet nectar of the Lord's words, I did not have the power to recite any prayers, to understand anything, or to do anything. In the Lord's presence came some cowherd boys like myself, who were playing flutes. Very affectionate, they took me in their midst, encouraged me to play the flute. In many ways, playing on my favorite flute from Govardhan Hill, I pleased Lord Madhava, who is an ocean of artistic skill and a treasure house of mercy and who was surrounded by his associates. At a certain time, they all left. By the goddess of fortune's order, they took me outside, although I was not willing to go. Srila Sanat Goswami explains that this was the time for the Lord to take his meal. Great opulences surrounded me, but I shunned them. I stayed as a cowherd boy as I had before. The opulences there have forms of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. They are independent and are manifest as they like. Whether opulences are manifest or not, humbleness is present as a natural feature in Vaikuntha. By the great strength of my previous activities, I considered, I considered humble worship of the Lord eternal happiness. Then in my heart, I decided that, by the Lord's mercy, I had attained the highest fruit of all I had done in all my births. What rare happiness, what a glorious place, what a wonderful Lord, what wonderful mercy. By the Lord's mercy, I fanned him with a chamara whisk and performed other personal services. When I played the flute, his glance brought me eternal bliss. By the strength of my previous actions, sometimes I would call out, O Krishna, O Gopala, again and again. With many prayers, I would always sing the great glories of the Lord's pastimes in Gokula. Smiling and laughing, the residents of Vaikuntha took me outside, and their hearts melting with love, again and again, spoke to me many words of instructions. The residents of Vaikuntha said, Don't address the Lord of Lords in that way. Don't praise him in that way. With elegant, elegant verses, you should praise his real limitless greatness. To kill the demons and protect the others, the Lord cheated Kamsa and disguised himself as a coward boy. The devotees do not take these disguises of the Lord very seriously. In the beginning of devotional service, it may be right but we do not glorify the Lord in that way. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 2nd Canto, 7th Chapter, 53rd Verse. Then some of them said, The Lord, whose pastimes are difficult to understand, his pastimes like that, there is no fault in glorifying him in that way. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that pastimes discussed here are pastimes like the Lord's protecting the cows. These pastimes are not like his creation of the material universes. They have no contact with the illusory potency Maya. Someone here may protest. When the Lord protects the cows, sometimes he is stung by brambles as he wanders in the forest. What kind of happy pastime is that? This is this objection is answered here by the word Darobha Charitasya, because the Lord is the Supreme Controller. It is not possible to understand his activities perfectly. Then some great soul, souls rebuked them all and said, Ah, oh, why do you speak as fools? 
Out of love for his devotees, Lord Krishna will do anything. Glorifying his deeds is a great virtue. It pleases the Lord. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the Lord himself says, to enjoy pastimes with my devotees, I act in many ways. These words made, made me first embarrassed and then pleased. Still, my heart was not perfectly satisfied. But because I could not see my worshipable Lord Gopala's lotus feet, form, pastimes, and everything else, I became like a poor wretch. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the everything else here refers to the Lord's associates, paraphernalia, mercy, and other features. Then I saw the Lord of Vaikuntha, who is the crest jewel of the all-knowing, become Krishna, the joy of Nanda. I saw Lakshmi and Dara become Radhika and Chandravali, and the Lord's associates become the boys of Braja. Srila Sanan Goswami explains that this was not a vision in meditation. Gopu Kumar actually saw this. When I could no longer see the Lord enjoying pastimes in the land of Braja with his associates, my heart became unhappy. Sometimes I would see him enjoying pastimes with the cows in the gardens there, but then again I would see him as before, as a master sitting on his throne. Still, because I was aware that he is the Supreme Lord, because I could remember coming to Vaikuntha, and because of the presence of a great awe and reverence that killed spontaneous love, my heart was not satisfied. In meditation, by Lord Gopaladev's mercy, I would embrace him, kiss him, enjoy, and enjoy pastimes with him in many ways. Now that the Lord was present before my eyes, I was unhappy. For although I desired these things, I could not attain them. Sometimes the Lord would go to a secluded place with his intimate associates. Then everyone else would lament for not seeing the Lord. I asked what the Lord was doing, concealing what they knew as if it were a great secret. No one told me clearly. At that moment, the Lord of the universes appeared and was visible again. Then that lamentation died and an ocean of joy overflowed. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that this is described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd Canto, 11th Chapter, 37th Verse. The glory of that place killed whatever suffering stayed in my heart as the sun kills the darkness. Whenever my heart became unhappy, as it had been many times before when it could not attain its desire, I considered what was the cause of this malady, and the perfection of Vaikuntha cured it at once. I said to my mind, nothing is better than residence of Vaikuntha. Don't doubt, for what more could you ask? O oh, fickle mind, leave your restless nature far behind. No result is better than this. Think about the hundreds of reasons for this and become peaceful. As I was explaining this to my mind, I saw that I was made of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, and that I eternally experienced wonderful, intense, transcendental bliss by worshiping the Lord in Vaikuntaloka. In this way, sometimes happy and sometimes distressed, I lived in Vaikuntha. One day, Narada saw me in a secluded place. He who is the crest jewel of the merciful, who is the friend of the Veena, who is very dear to the Lord and who is an ocean of the nectar of devotion to him, touched my head with his hand and blessed me, saying, Lord Narada said, O son of Agopa, O object of the Lord of Vaikuntha's mercy, I can see by the withering of your face and other symptoms that you are as unhappy as a very wretched person. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the other symptoms include a vacant expression in his eyes and sighing in his breath. What is the reason for your unhappiness? Please tell. I am very eager to know it. 
I have not seen anyone like that here. Sri Gopakumar said, Then to Narada, who was exalted, who was the best of friends, and who was like my own guru, I told all that was in my heart. After hearing everything, he sighed, moved his eyes everywhere, pulled me to his side, and spoke very soft, very slowly and with great compassion. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Narada moved his eyes everywhere, that is to say, he looked in every direction, because he was about to reveal a great secret. Sri Narada said that no place is better than Vaikuntha. The opinion you hold for many reasons is the truth. It is not otherwise. You wish to see the pastimes of your worshipable Lord directly, pastimes you have seen only in meditation. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the worshipable Lord here is Lord Madana Gopal. His pastimes bring great bliss. They charm the heart and are filled with the greatest love. They are the greatest secret. They are attained only by the great love of Braj's people. They are not easy for those like me to attain. His pastimes are splendidly manifest in a certain realm that attracts its own devotees and is situated somewhere above everything. By devotedly worshipping the Lord of the, Lord of the Universes, you have come to Vaikuntha. How can you see these pastimes here? Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the words above everything mean above all material and spiritual worlds. How can these very confidential pastimes be manifest here in Vaikuntha, which manifests the Lord's supreme opulence? Give up all lamentation and see that the Lord of Vaikuntha is the same as your worshipable deity, Madana Gopal. Don't think of them as two different persons. Then even here you will, you will attain limitless, transcendental, eternally increasing bliss that fills your heart. Sri Gopakumar said, With limitless yearning, I wish to hear with my ears whatever these truths, whatever of these truths could come in the range of my understanding. Overcome with awe and shyness, I could not ask him about them. Then he, the best of the all-knowing and the best of the Lord's devotees, understanding all that was in my heart, to please both my ears and his tongue, briefly revealed everything. Sri Narada said, Don't think that the animals, birds, trees, vines, shrubs, grass, and other things you have seen here are made of the darkness of matter. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the cows, horses, elephants, and other animals, and the Paravatas, Kokilas, and other birds, and the Mandiras, Kundas, and other trees, vines, and other things in Vaikuntha Loka are not material. They are the Lord Krishna's personal associates. Their forms are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. To enjoy the bliss of serving the Lord in many wonderful ways, they assume these forms. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Brahma explains that the birds, bees, trees, vines, and other beings in Vaikuntha are not material. According to the specific form and nature of the Supreme Lord that they worship, meditate on as their beloved, the devotees attain a form like the Lord's. In this way, they manifest many different forms and opulences. They have forms like the Lord's incarnation as humans, sages, demigods, and philosophers, and as the Lord's incarnations as Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Nishringa, Vamana, Shiva, Rama, Indra, Sesha, Surya, Indu, Vayu, Vani, and many other forms. They also attain four-handed forms and still other forms with the specific garments and features of the Lord. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the devotees attaining a form like the Lord's is described in Srimad Bhagavatam. 
Second Canto, ninth chapter, eleventh verse. The Lord's human forms include Lord Ramchandra. His sage forms include Lord Kapila. His demigod forms include Lord Satyasena, and his philosopher forms include Lord Parasurama. The form and features of the Lord when worshipped in worshipping Lord Krishna's lotus feet when attains when he enters Vaikuntha at the end. All those features of the Lord become dear to him. These nectar mellows of the Lord please him. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the forms and feature of the Lord are the Lord's incarnations, such as Lord Ramchandra and Lord Kapila. By worshipping them in the material world, one is able to see them in Vaikuntha. The words, at the end, here mean, mean at the end of one's stay in the cycle of repeated birth and death. The word rasena means by engaging in the different kinds of devotional service which begin with glorifying the Lord. In Vaikuntha, everyone sees the Supreme Lord, Narayan, who manifests various form appropriate to each person. Worshipping the Lord as they had before, the devotees always attain the newer and newer limitless bliss of devotional service here in Vaikuntha. The supremely faithful great souls see, now surrounded by all extraordinary associates whose handsomeness pleases the heart and mind, the same Lord they had worshipped before, and as before they desire to serve him eternally. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that each form of the, of the Lord is surrounded by his own specific associates. In this way, for example, Lord Ramchandra is surrounded by his own associates, headed by Sita Devi and Lakshman. Worshipping the, their own lords in Ayodhya city and other places, the devotees become happy. The devotee's faith and love is not placed in one form alone. The Lord has many forms, and each form is served by certain devotees. All who devotedly chant the eight-syllable mantra and other mantras glorifying the goddess of fortune's husband attain Vaikuntha at the body's end. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described by Parasharamuni in the Vishnu Purana. They who attain the sun, the moon, and the other celestial planets again return to the lower worlds, but they who meditate on the twelve-syllable mantra never return. They attain as much happiness as they could wish, a happiness greater than they had known before. Because they taste different kinds of nectar of devotional service, they are, all, they are different, being more or less advanced in devotional service. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the word rasa here means the different kinds of devotional service with be, which begin with hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord. The Lord happily appears as Nari, Nara and Narayan Rishis, Dattatreya, Parasurama, Kapila, and other incarnations, all of them jewels decorating the earth. In Svargaloka and other celestial worlds, he appears as Vishnu, the Lord of Sacrifices and other incarnations you have personally seen. He also appears as Matsya, Korma, Mahavraha, Srimanasringa, Vamana, and many other incarnations, all bearing different names, all with forms of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, and all simultaneously different and eternally one. That these incarnations of the Lord are different persons is an illusion. They are not different persons as the individual spirit souls are different persons. The Lord's potency shows his incarnations to be different persons so he can enjoy different transcendental pastimes. The devotees are different persons because that is their actual nature. The variety of the Lord's forms is not like the sun's reflection on the water. The Lord's forms are like the sun shining as one in the sky, but seen as many by people in different places. Srila Sanatan Goswami explains that a person in one place sees the sun as shining near a certain tree, and another person in a different place 
far away, sees the same sun shining near a different tree. In this way, the two persons see the same sun to be present in two different places. They see two different suns, although only one sun shines in the sky. This example shows how the, the one Supreme Lord is seen as having different forms and characteristics. As transcendental knowledge, as the bliss it brings are simultaneously the same and different, so the Supreme Lord and his many incarnations are simultaneously the same and different. That is clearly so. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the spiritual nature of the Lord's incarnations is described in the Varaha Purana. The Lord's form is not material. It is not made of flesh, fat, and bones. Because he is neither a yogi nor a demigod, the infallible Supreme Lord has an eternal spiritual form. The Mahavaraha Purana explains, the transcendental forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are eternal, are eternal and imperishable. They were not created at a certain point, and they are never to be destroyed. They are not products of the material energy. All the forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are completely filled with transcendental bliss, knowledge, and all auspicious qualities. The spiritual forms of the Lord are free from all material defects. They do not lack anything. Nothing is greater than they. They have all transcendental virtues. For the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no difference between himself and his form. As in a dream, one may go to different places. So Lord Krishna, his associates, and his abode are seen as many, although they are also one. The variety and the oneness are both true. When one form of Lord Krishna is pleased, then all his forms become pleased. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that by worshipping one form of Lord Krishna, all his forms are also worshipped. Lord Krishna, Sri Krishna is the only Lord of Vaikuntha. To please his devotees, he manifests different forms in different places. Brahma saw this when he stole Lord Krishna's boys and calves in Vrindavan, and I myself saw it when I wandered through the palaces in Dwarka. Sri Sanatana Goswami explains that these pastimes are described in Srimad Bhagavatam. Tenth Canto, 13th chapter, verse 54. 10th Canto, 14th chapter, verse 18. 10th Canto, 69th chapter, verses 2 and 3. And 10th Canto, 69th chapter, verse 41. The Supreme Lord's potency is wonderful and inconceivable. Still, it is not a secret to his pure devotees. The one Supreme Lord ate simultaneously the many meals his thousands of queens offered simultaneously. Each queen saw her husband and thought, He has taken his meal from me first. Now he eats. Sometimes, because of the entrance of the Lord's potencies in certain individual spirit souls, empowered incarnations appear. The wise think these incarnations to be like the Lord himself. As Lord Krishna expands in many incarnations, so does Goddess Mahalakshmi, his eternal beloved, whose form is filled with eternity, knowledge, and bliss. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that this is described in Vishnu Purana. O best of the Brahmanas, Lord Vishnu's transcendental potency, Srimati Lakshmi Devi, is his constant faithful companion. She is eternal and she is the mother of the entire material universe. She is all-pervading, just as Lord Vishnu is. Lakshmi Devi appears in different forms corresponding to the forms of Lord Vishnu. When the Lord appears as a demigod, she assumes a demigod-like form. And when he appears in a human-like form, she assumes a human-like form. Devoted to him, she always stays in the Lord's chest. As Lord Krishna manifests his different incarnations, 
she manifests her incarnations as his devoted consorts. She is like a great mystic perfection among the other goddesses of fortune. She is the queen of all opulences. As the giver of material opulences, she is neglected by the devotees, the liberated, and they who aspire for liberation. Srila Sanat Goswami explains that because the sense pleasure that pleasures that come from material opulences obstruct the path of liberation and spiritual advancement, the transcendentalists neglect this feature of the goddess of fortune. Everywhere it is said that she, being very fickle, arranges that the newest devotees become most dear to the Lord. Dharani Devi and others are also dear to the Lord. The Lord's potency is also dear to him. Sometimes she is called Mahavibhuti, sometimes Yoga, and sometimes Yoga Maya. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that some of the names of Goddess Yoga Maya are given in the Mahasamita. The goddess that fulfills the Lord's desires is known as Sri, Bhu, Durga, Jiva Maya, Atma Maya, Guna Maya, and Jadatmika. The Skanda Purana explains, O limitless, limitless Lord, the potency that fulfills your desire is called Mahamaya, Avidya, Niyati, Mohini, Prakriti, and Vasana. She arranges for the Lord's pastimes, which are filled with eternity, knowledge, and bliss. She is eternal, transcendental, beginningless, endless, and indescribable. She is the mother of the wonder that is the bliss of service to the Lord. By her, the Lord is revealed in many ways. By Goddess Lakshmi, the wonderful variety of the Lord's devotees, of the many kinds of devotional service, of the Lord's spiritual realms, and of the Lord's pastimes are eternally manifest. She and her actions can be understood only by the pure devotees. She cannot be understood by they whose minds are filled with the mistakes of dry speculation. The Lord's potencies are called superior and inferior. She is his superior potency. She is his internal potency. She is famous by the name Prakriti. Her expansions are manifested in many ways according to their different duties. The illusory potency Maya, which consists of the modes of nature, is her shadow. Maya is the mother of the illusory world of the five material elements. She is filled with the darkness of illusion. She is indescribable, temporary, and transcendental. She is the cause of the individual soul's stay in the world of birth and death. She is, she is the controller of the eighth covering of the universe. She has a form. Because she does not change form to do her duties, she is called Prakriti. Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that the words Vikriti, transformation, and Prakriti, nature, or the original state that is not transformed, are opposites. Because she does not change her form, Maya is called Prakriti. By transcending her, one attains liberation and devotional service. She has created this material universe, which is like a mirage. By her potency are, seeing the are seen the long-lasting and real magical creations Kardama Muni and others showed by austerity, yoga, and other practices. Srila Sanatana Goswami gives Saubari Muni as an example of another yogi that had these magical powers. However, what is, whatever is created by the potency of Lord Krishna, who gives the results of all pious deeds, and whose feet are worshipped by the greatest yogis, is both real and eternal. In this way, the incarnations are not different from Sri Krishna, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the origin of the incarnations. They are real and eternal as he. 
Srila Sanatana Goswami explains that Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, third chapter, 28th verse, proves that Sri Krishna is the origin of all incarnations. <laughs>